Welcome to Calm the Hill Down, a podcast that explores how we can cultivate a sense of calm in a world that is anything but. I believe when we're calm, we're better at everything we do. In our high-pressure culture, we need tools to help us stay grounded so that we can be more creative, engaged, and present. I'm Laura Maurer, a successful New York-based marketing consultant, and each week I'll talk with experts who share unexpected ways that we can lead calmer lives. Plus, I'll take you behind the scenes as my partner and I built a retreat center and remote working center for digital nomads on the coast of Ecuador. And we'll use what I learn on this podcast to create the ultimate calming and joyful space. Let's get started. My guest today is the founder of Sacred Elements Skincare. As a holistic esthetician and passionate green beauty enthusiast, she believes in healing, not hiding your skin. Out of her New York City-based skin studio, she enjoys giving customized facial treatments and helping clients make informed decisions about what goes on their skin. And she has completely transformed my skin, and I am forever grateful. Please welcome Jen Steen. Hi, Jen. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I've wanted to talk to you for a while because I feel like skincare is a very important part of our health. And I also feel like it's super reflective of what we're going through in our lives, whether it's stress, whether it's, you know, I just think there's so much there and I don't know a ton about it. So I wanted to chat with you, but first I just want to know how, I don't even know this about you. I've been seeing you for a while now. How did you even get into this work and what's your background? Yeah, that's a really good question. So for me, this is a second career and my first career was in fashion. I was a buyer for like 15 years. I worked for a number of different like high fashion retailers and it was really stressful. And the way that I got into this and kind of switched gears and switched into aesthetics and skincare is like most estheticians, I had a problem that I need to be solved with my skin. And I kind of just started going down that rabbit hole and trying to like figure things out. You know, I had been to like every dermatologist in New York City, no luck getting rid of my hormonal acne. So it's something that I had struggled with since I was a teenager, acne. And then I think like most women in the city were kind of go, 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 especially in the fashion world. That was me. And I had tried all different things. I kind of went down the nutrition route and that helped. And then I started getting involved in like green beauty and clean beauty, like right around the time when it started to like the forefront of everything. And I kind of got like really passionate and became a little bit of an activist, I would even say, with just making sure people knew what was in their products. So I wound up switching gears and going back to school, getting my aesthetics license here in New York. From there, I got a job working at Elizabeth Arden of all places. And I worked there for a while. And I really just, the green beauty piece was so big for me that that's where I needed to move. And that's what made me create my own business in holistic aesthetics. So, well, good for you. That is not easy to leave a career after 15 years and start something completely different. So, good for you. That is very impressive. And then, you're also very good at what you do, even though it is your second career. So how long have you been doing it? When did you make the switch? So not that long, actually. I finished aesthetic school in in the beginning of 2018. So yeah, really not that long, but it's something that I enjoy so much. Like 
I was talking to a friend the other day and she was asking me a question about her, her skin. And she said to me, how do you know all this? And I'm like, I am a total nerd. Like I literally <laughs> read books about skin in my free time. Like that's my favorite thing. to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. You do know a tremendous amount. And I feel like when I, I came to see you, I hadn't really had many issues with my skin until I hit like 31, 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I developed a really bad dermatitis. And I was like, this is yeah. super cool. Yeah. And, you know, I saw some dermatologists and like, mm-hmm. they would give me really strong topical stuff that would help a little bit. But it was, you know, I could tell it was just masking the problem. Or it was a temporary fix. And yeah, yeah but there was never any discussion of like, diet or you know it was just this like really potent creams and topical lotions that yeah you know I was like what what is this what am I putting on my face yeah so anyway then as you know I ran into our mutual friend who's been seeing you for a long time and her skin looked incredible and so I immediately called you after I saw her one thing I would love your take on is how stress affects our skin. Cause I think yeah. obviously living in the city is stressful. The past few years have been really stressful. Yeah. I tend to think of like, oh, if you're really stressed, it's going to make you age faster. But yeah. I think there are probably other things too. I'd love to hear what you see in your work. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good question and it affects us in so many different ways inside and out before you were talking a little bit about skin as a reflection of kind of what's going on inside. And that is so true. That is 100% my motto. And I think that going to the doctor and getting all these creams, there's a place for that, right? Like a lot of people do need that help and we're think, you know, we should be thankful that we have that kind of access to modern medicine. But I think we're so often, we just kind of take a pill to fix things and addressing everything where it starts like stress is where you're really going to start to see the results. So to answer your question, yes, there are a lot of things that stress can do that affects your skin in very negative ways. So first of all, the stress hormones that you produce like cortisol and androgens, like those kind of things. What they're doing is essentially making your skin more oily. They signal to your skin, produce more oil, which can lead to acne. Acne bacteria feeds off of oil that lives in the pores. So if it's not being cleaned out regularly, like through the natural process of how the oil comes out of the skin, it can lead to breakouts. Couple that as a female with our cycles and our hormones right before you're getting ready to have your period, you know, your estrogen has dipped. And during that time, we tend to hold a lot of water for some of us. So that inflammation that happens in your skin with the water retention, coupled with the increase in oil production from the stress hormones can lead to hormonal acne that becomes this really bad cycle of like, until you treat really what's going on inside, you're not going to get that clear skin. Another thing that's really interesting with stress is I don't think we put enough emphasis on the breathing, like the problems with breathing that come along with stress. And that's a huge part of skincare too. Sometimes especially with like sensitive skin clients or or clients who, like you said, live in the city, always go, 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 just taking a pause to breathe mindfully and deep breathing. And the way that that breathing actually helps your skin is in a few ways. So number one, it increases the oxygen flow to your skin. So that's going to help your glow. It's going to help 
get rid of all the cellular, the old cellular debris that's kind of sitting around. It brings that new fresh blood into your skin, right? So again, it's going to help with clarity. It's going to help with glow. The other thing that deep breathing does is it helps move your lymph fluid. So unlike your circulatory system that has our heart to pump it, right? The lymph system doesn't have a pump. So the way that the lymph fluid moves through the body is through movement. And deep breathing can be one of those things that helps move it. So for anyone that doesn't know the lymph fluid, what that does is it goes around and it kind of collects the garbage that cells are getting rid of and then helps eliminate that and process that out of the body. So when your lymph fluid is stagnant because you're stressed, you're not breathing, everything is kind of constricted, right? When we're stressed, we're also constricting our muscles, which prevents that flow from happening. It's not collecting all the garbage that your cells have put out and processed, right? So it's just sitting there. You can see that a lot with people who are really stressed. They tend to have a little bit of a gray cast to them. It's the same thing with smokers too, where they're just not getting that fresh oxygen and that new blood coming in to kind of clean everything out. So those are two pretty big things that I didn't know about until I started learning about skin. Yeah. Have you read the book? I think it's just called Breathe by James Nestor. I know what book you're talking about. No, I haven't read it. You, I think, would like it. It's called Breath, the New Science of a Lost Art. And it's all about how, you know, this simple thing that we all do all day, every day is really kind of the key to fixing a lot of the issues, health issues that we have. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't go into skin, but it makes so much sense that that would be affected by it as well. I think it's funny, too, because we tend to think we need outside help, right? Always Mm -hmm. to fix our problems. And just breathing can do so much for your skin. Not that it's an easy fix, but it's something that you can do at home. You can do it anywhere. You're literally doing it right now, you know, know. like simple little changes that can really make big impacts Mm -hmm. for your skin. Have you heard of the concept of email apnea? You know, sleep apnea? Yeah. Apparently they've done tests where... When people are reading their emails, they tend to hold their breath. Wow. Yeah. And so I think even for people who are at their computers for a lot of the day, work in front of a computer, just knowing that that is a thing is really helpful to be like, wait, am I, am I breathing? Should I take two minutes and get up and breathe? Because yeah, again, it's so simple, but so impactful. I love this. I'm actually making a mental note to myself right now, like when checking email, breathe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I love that. When I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I do that. You scroll yeah. through and you're just like, mm. so I know this is maybe a tough question because it really depends. You know, it's very personal, but for someone who is struggling with their skin, aside from seeing an esthetician, what are some of the first things you would recommend? they look into or start to do? Yeah, that's a really good question, especially because I I think going to an esthetician, it can get expensive. Most places are going to recommend expensive products and not necessarily like the right ones that are good for your skin. You really have to find someone that you trust. So this is a really good question. I think tip number one is make sure that you find your skin triggers. So like, for example, I see a lot of people who have sensitive skin and I see a lot of people that have hormonal acne. Those are my two things that I see all the time in New York. And I think 
finding your skin trigger, whatever that is, whether it's diet, whether it's a lifestyle choice, pollution can be affecting your skin too. Like how do you mitigate that damage? Blue light, how do you mitigate that damage? But finding whatever it is that triggers you is number one. And honestly, I know this is really silly. I'm one of those weirdos that keeps like an old fashioned journal and like literally writes down everything I'm eating, my mood for the day, like I use it like as a before I go to bed, I sit down and I kind of write everything down, just so I can go back and say, Hey, you know what, I had an ice cream cone two days ago, no wonder I have a pimple or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So that's tip number one. I think the other thing that you can do that really will up your skin game at home is understanding your skin type and your skin conditions. So those are two different things. So your skin type you're born with, and that's all of us have kind of heard oily skin, we have dry skin, we have combination skin, those are your skin types, that's not really changing. But then on top of that, we have things that are concerns. And those are your conditions, right? So you may have acne, you may have dehydration, those are things that we can work on at home. So what I recommend is understanding, yes, your skin type, and there's plenty of resources out there to find out what that is. But then also understanding what you're trying to accomplish with your goal, back that into what the concern actually is and start finding products for that. So for example, if your skin feels tight, Okay, that means you're dehydrated. So you want to focus your energy on finding things that are going to make your skin less dehydrated, whether that's making sure you have a proper cleanser with a proper pH, getting a hyaluronic acid serum or some other kind of really hydrating serum using an oil at night. So that's another thing you can do at home is really understanding and targeting where you're putting your money in your skincare. So Mm -hmm. that's actually another tip is you don't have to spend a million dollars on a really expensive skincare line. Most likely, if everyone else is using it, it's probably junk because it's mass market and filled with like stuff you can't even pronounce. Whatever your concern is, so let's go back to dehydration, focus on like a serum or the order of how you apply your products to combat that dehydration and everything else will fall in line. You don't need an expensive cleanser then. You don't need an expensive toner. You know, you can kind of like pick and choose there where you like are targeting your problem spots. That also makes me think another thing you can do is learn proper product application. That's a big one I see coming in. I was just about to ask that. Like what order, how, when, how long do you have to wait between applying products? Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. So I'm really glad you asked this because this is like my number one thing I'm always like talking to my clients about. The main thing to remember is that when you're applying your product, so you've washed your skin, right? And then product application is you want to get the things that are the most absorbent into your skin. And then you kind of move up from there. So like, for example, your toner, you're going to use first because it's like kind of wet and watery, goes deeper into the layers of your skin. And then the last product that you're going to use is an oil or something that's like a little heavier that sits on your skin and doesn't actually like absorb very quickly. And this all has to do with molecular size. And I'll spare you the nerdy science, but basically you want to put the things that absorb the quickest and go the deepest into your skin. You want those on first so that you're like kind of stacking the molecules, right? Mm -hmm. So the things that go in deepest go on first, followed by the things that sit closer to the surface of the skin. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I've been doing it since I started seeing you and I've seen a huge improvement. So it works. That's all I have to say (laughs) is it works. If you're looking for more calm in your life, subscribe to our weekly newsletter. 
Each week, we share the articles, music, products, books, and other fun stuff that's helping us calm the hell down this week. Plus, you'll be the first to hear about new episodes of the podcast. Head to calmtheheldown.co slash newsletter to subscribe. Can we talk a little bit about clean beauty, but also I want to talk about the skincare that I grew up seeing and yeah. I'm you probably grew up seeing, like yeah. that St. Ives ah, apricot no. scrub, <laughs> yes. the, you know, just these like very strong toners. And I remember thinking like, if what I put on my skin is not like kind of painful, it must not be working. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that. Cause I literally had a client in yesterday who was like, Oh, you can go deeper with the gua sha. And I was like, well, actually less is more here. And she's like, yeah, but this cleanser doesn't like feel like it's like making me squeaky clean. And I'm like, yes, that's the point. Like you don't want squeaky clean. So, you know, like you said, when we were growing up, it was always, how can you get your skin the cleanest and scrub everything? And that actually does more damage to your skin than I think most people realize. So we have this incredible function. It's actually the first line of defense in your immune system is your skin barrier. So what the barrier does is it prevents germs from coming in. If you get a cut, it helps heal your skin and make sure you don't get infection. Overall, it it helps make sure that you don't have any concerns with your skin. It's pH balanced. It's one of the number one things that I educate my clients on when they come in. When you're using these conventional, like old school things that we kind of grew up with, where it's like oil free this and St. Ives scrub and like, you know, all of these things, what you're doing is you are denigrating your natural defense and that like number one thing that keeps your skin healthy. So ultimately, you're aging your skin because you're affecting the health of your skin, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think I was visiting my parents and I think I was like putting maybe an oil on and my mom was like, oh, isn't that like going to make you break out? So people have been telling, and at least in the US, this has been a thing for a long time where we think that like anything that is not just stripping your skin is really bad for it. We're scared of oil. Like I feel like scared of it, right? When I was growing up, it was like oil-free everything. And it's interesting having stepped into the holistic side of things, this barrier function that I was talking about is so dependent on what we give it to eat and drink basically. And Mm -hmm. oil is food for your skin. So there are communogenic oils that will clog your pores. Most of the time when you're buying like good skincare oil, it's not going to have one of those bad ones in it. So yeah, I think changing our mindset and realizing that oils are such an important part of our routine and our hydration too, is really like, I think the future of skincare. Well, it also reminds me how in that time, it was also like everything was non-fat like even like olive oils avocados like people were like no you can't have those they're terrible for you and I was like why why did we go down this path but yes anyway can you talk a little bit about Botox and fillers I'm almost 36 and I have a lot of friends Mm -hmm. who are seriously considering it or have gotten Botox or they're looking for more more intense anti-aging treatments and I'd love your thoughts on Botox and other things like that versus natural beauty products and and how they kind of compare and the pros and cons. Yeah. Well, first I'll say that I have a lot of clients that do that and I am not 
judgmental toward that. But what I will say is I think it's important to understand the risks that come along with it because especially the injecting doctor is going to say, oh no, it's totally fine. You won't have any issues. To answer your question, I think it was, there was a study in like 2008, I think as early as 2008, which is really before we started like hearing about this, like everyone getting Botox and this, this and that. And what happened was in the study is they found that the Botox was migrating from the injection sites and it was traveling through the central nervous system of these mice that they were injecting. And so the scientists were kind of like, what's going on? And they tried injecting at all different places and would find that the Botox was migrating. So I think that's the number one thing for me, why I don't want to come off as sounding judgmental. If you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you just, you can't get past this fine line that you have in your forehead or this fold that you have around your lips, like if it's going to change your life, then that's what you need to do to be happy. But I think there's a lot of other things that we can do to help lessen the look of those signs of aging, like gua sha, for example, there's certain facial massage techniques. We have microcurrent, which is stimulating the muscles and kind of giving them a little workout. So there's other ways that you can be helping your skin that don't involve injecting one of the most deadly neurotoxins that we know into your face. So, (laughs) um, when you put it like that, it's um, so appealing, right? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I could talk all day about this. I have a lot of personal feelings about it. Just I can get on my soapbox about like what we're doing to young girls and and how we present ourselves as like what is beautiful. We've kind of changed what aging gracefully and beautifully means and kind of made it unattainable, right? So like if you can't go get Botox or like you can't um, go get filler, then automatically you're not beautiful because you're not living up to these standards and these false ideas that we've created as beauty. But anyway, that's probably for another that We can do a whole different episode <laughs> on that topic. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That is something I wanted to talk to you about is the idea of aging more naturally. Because like you said, I think there is this idea that it can't be beautiful. You know, we see these celebrities who are 50 plus and basically look the same as when they were 20 but like not quite because you can tell there's been a lot of work done what do you recommend that people do if they're wanting to approach it from a more natural perspective yeah I think that's a really good question I think number one you have to you know we were kind of talking about this before is we kind of want these instant results and that's also like what Botox will do for you right like you're automatically within like a matter of a few days a week whatever you're gonna have instant results taking care of your skin holistically and aging gracefully is a lot of work. You know, you have to be committed to it. And I think the number one thing you can do is be patient. The number two thing I would say is start as early as you can. So like I didn't start really taking care of my skin the right way until I would say I was probably like 35. And I will say the quality of my skin now is so much better than it was before. Really? Yeah. I mean, your skin's beautiful, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I think starting early is one. I think understanding what different plants actually can do for your skin. That's been a big learning lesson for me is understanding that the power of nature, we really kind of have the fountain of youth out there and it comes to us in the form of plants. So I think that's something also, I kind of touched on gua sha before. That's a big one for me. That is, and for anyone that doesn't know what gua sha is, it's a technique that is from traditional Chinese medicine. The facial gua sha that you see out there today really isn't, I mean, yes, it has its roots in Chinese medicine, but it's really been changed and adapted. So 
for example, if you come to see me, what I do is a fusion technique of using a gua sha tool and using the basic principles of the idea, but also incorporating like lymph drainage into that. So we talked a little bit before about like how important the lymph system is to your skin and gua sha can have a really big effect on moving that lymph fluid and the stagnation that sits in your face with that stagnant lymph fluid and bringing you a nice healthy glow. So when you start working on the health of your skin, right? So we're taking out the garbage with getting rid of the the lymph fluid. We're putting the right products on our skin for anti-aging. So like, for example, this is just throwing it out there, but like rosehip oil, right? That's got a really high content of vitamin A. So when we talk about retinol, this is kind of the bioavailable form of retinol. So when you combine taking out the garbage, these powerful plant ingredients and overall treating your skin the right way by not over exfoliating and stripping it with these like, you know, St. Ives scrub and all of this stuff, you wind up with much healthier quality skin that ultimately is going to last you a lot longer in terms of, you know, you're not going to get those fine lines. You're not going to, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but when you have healthy skin and you're coming from a better place, you're starting from a better place, those concerns really aren't going to be as big of a concern. Mm -hmm. And you talked a little bit about some of the brands or products that you like in the green beauty space. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So first of all, I'm hesitant to admit this, but I am a beauty junkie. And even though I use certain products in my spa and what I recommend for clients, those are the products that I use on my skin. Yes, but I try everything. So we have a store here in New York that is like a clean beauty store. So I go in there like once a month and just like buy a bunch of stuff just to try it. I will tell you my favorite skincare line is a small business out of, I don't want to call it a small business, actually. She's really fantastic and sells all over the US, but it's called Blasoma. It's a company that I found randomly when I was opening my business and I was looking for partners that kind of aligned with where I was going. So most importantly, they're vegan, no synthetic ingredients. I didn't want anything in there that I had to worry about. At the time, I was looking for small businesses that were local. So everything is produced in the US, like really eliminating that carbon footprint. And I didn't want plastic bottles either. So a lot of the stuff I use is all in glass bottles. So that's my number one. The company is based in St. Louis. And I I do have to say that after using and selling their products in my own business, I actually now work for the company. So I feel like I need to kind of throw that out there just as like, you know, (laughs) to be totally honest, like I love their stuff so much that I like went and got a job there. Well, I will say that I don't work for them and I love their stuff too, (laughs) since you introduced me to it. So yeah, yeah, it really is great stuff. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes because I think everyone should give it a try. It's so good. Definitely. And if you have questions about it, you can reach out to me. Uh (laughs) Well, that's a perfect segue. This has been so interesting, but I want to let you go. If people are interested in following you or scheduling an appointment with you, which I highly recommend. How can they do that? (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So you can find me on my website, which is sacredelementsskincare.com. Or I also, I'm not so good about my social media. That's where I find myself holding my breath. So I try and like just stay away from it. But I do have some stuff on there and it's seskincare.nyc on Instagram. Well, we will put that in the show notes, but thank you so much. This was great. I learned a ton. Okay. And (laughs) 
again, you totally changed my skin for the better. So thank you for that. Thank you. And thank you for coming to see me. I always love seeing you and talking with you. And thank always, you. always. Well, I will see you soon. And yeah. thank you again. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It helps people learn that we exist, and I would so appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram at calmthehelldownco. That's calmthehelldownco. See you next week.